Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis, for those of you who don't know, who are joining us for the first time. And today is Thursday. And you know what that means? Yes, that is right. It is Trading Thursday. Today's guest is an insurance agent for State Farm, a trading experts alpha member, and the most and most impressively, a marathon runner. Everyone, please welcome Andy Shu. Hey everyone. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So uh let's get right into it. I know we have quite a few things to talk about and uh some that I'm very, very excited to be talking about. So let's jump right in and dig into some trading info. So can you talk to us about when you first got interested in the market? Uh okay. All right. So my first ever trade, well, my, my dad's a financial advisor. Just letting you know a couple background. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of like grew into it. Um, you know, I had a couple uh, internships with uh, financial firms and, uh, you know, kind of find my way into uh, trading. Nice. But I never actually did any trading until um, I, I'd like to say 2015. Right. So like about four years ago. And I never actually really took it seriously because I was in college back then. So I, I never really got to do any um, actual trading until probably about a year ago. But uh, I, I placed a couple solid trades back then from uh, 2015. And that's when it really, um, that's when I really had some major success. But I still really didn't know what I was doing at all back then. So how did you go about trying to find the right place to learn about trading? Um, oh, boy. Okay. So I actually went across a couple places. Uh, before I came across Trading Experts, that is. Uh, so I found Trading Experts at the beginning of this year, uh, 2019. And um, I, I was looking around, you know what, I I did a couple, uh, you know, I, I made the uh, dumb money move mistakes that yeah. uh, they always mention. And uh, yeah, I did some penny stock trading for like maybe a week. And yeah. then it was like, oh my God, you know what, I, I can't do this anymore. It's <laughs> like, you're bleeding too much. It's like, if you don't know what you're doing, don't uh, definitely... Definitely uh, follow what they say and um, learn before you trade. That's uh, number one most important thing that I've learned from them. And uh, so I, I came across a couple of people that, uh, you know, they they don't have a fond liking of. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I I had to go through the ringer, find out for myself the hard way. Uh, I, I went to uh, Clay Trader first, um, which is a community. They, they don't actually help you at all. They just, like, throw alerts out there and it's like, it's not a not really community. It's just like, oh, you know what? I paid for a bunch of alerts. It's like, okay, I don't know what to do with it. All I right. guess I'll buy it. And then it's like, oh, well, you don't tell me when to get out. And like, you don't teach me anything. And uh, right. you know what? And I asked the guy like multiple times a bunch of questions. And he's like, well, you should read the stuff. And then like get back to me. It's like, okay, I read through all the stuff. And then I asked him the question again. And he said, well, you should know by now. It's like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's uh, the helpful. other guy. Yeah, the other guru who um, I strongly recommend uh, not following <laughs> is uh, is uh, Tim Sykes for for penny stocks. So he does pretty much the same thing. He throws alerts out there and does his like uh, you know live trades and like recaps and all that. But it's it's penny stocks. It's like 
if you don't know what you're doing, you're 99% of the time you're going to lose money. So, and, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have come across trading experts, um, while scrolling through Instagram and, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I looked into it. They seem legit. And, uh, you know, what? I, I met up with, uh, or I started messaging heaven and Chris, uh, the mentors. And, um, I, I actually got to, uh, you know, have some nice conversations and they were actually really helpful right off the bat. And nice. so, you know, I, I followed the steps, um, read through all the, um, the guidebooks, the handbooks, and I uh, found my way into alpha chat. And, uh, you know, I've been with them ever since and I uh, absolutely love it. You know, my, my trading mentality and, uh, my success has actually changed quite a lot since the beginning of the year. Nice. Nice. So can you remember your first trade? If so, what was going through your mind as you was making that trade? Yeah. So, so unlike most people, my first trade was actually a huge success. So what I ended up doing was, um, I didn't know what I was doing back in 2015, but my very first trade was Amazon and that was trading at $540 wow. in June of 2015, probably off by one or one month or so. But, uh, I remember the exact price I got in and it's like, you know what, I'll buy in one share and then like, you know, what? I added another two shares. It's like, you know, what? I'll just throw my money in there and see what happens. And like, I actually forgot about that trade completely. Like I completely forgot I threw that money in there because <laughs> I was so busy with college. And so I, I transferred schools about a couple years later and, um, and then I realized, Oh, I forgot I had my money in here. So I came back and like, 2018, a uh, true story. And I, uh, I sold it for about $1,600 per share. So that it nearly tripled in the time that I was gone. And I, and, and by then I closed out my, my, uh, my bank brokerage account. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm just going to set this aside, keep what I have and uh, move on from there. It's a real testament to, you know, what Ben and shake said where they say when they say, you know, hold your winners. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, uh, you know, uh, they, they have two different ways about going, uh, going about that. One is like, you know, the short term swing approach mm -hmm. versus the long term hold approach, which is, uh, which Ben is more knowledgeable about and, um, you know, has a lot of big picture, uh, long, longer term strategies. Nice. So, uh, was it overwhelming for you at all consuming all that information trading experts had to offer? Um, well, having the finance background, you know, I, I took classes for maybe three to five years, so I, I'm used to it. Uh, but, uh, if I had no idea what was going on, trading experts, they built it up like step-by-step, step, like, uh, uh, stepping stones or like building blocks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fundamentals learn the very basics of what you should be doing. And then, you know, they keep it very simple. So they don't even teach you any of the, um, you know, there's two ways of, uh, two uh, aspects or primary schools of thought when it comes to trading. It's, uh, I don't know if that's the correct word for it, but, uh, one would be uh, fundamental analysis and the other is technical analysis mm -hmm. where fundamental analysis is more like the, uh, the, um, the quarterly reports and the annual reports and you're the studying the ratios. Yep. And then the other one is technical analysis, which is charting and, um, studying the technical indicators such as volume and, uh, you know, support and resistance levels and uh, all the uh, different um, uh, different indicators and uh, strategies based off of the chart and price action. Nice, nice. So did you have any fears? I mean, 
you kind of answered it a bit, but did you have any uh, fears about trading in the beginning? And if so, how did you overcome them? Uh, yes, I definitely had fears in the beginning um, because I, I, I like at the moment I saw red, I'm out. Like I, <laughs> I like even one dollar. So like, I bought uh, McDonald's. Uh, like I don't even know what price it was. It was like say it was like um, one hundred twenty dollars or something. And then like, I saw it go down to one nineteen. Oh, I lost money. I'm out. <laughs> I got to the next trade. It's like that. That was my way of like uh, approaching it when I first started out. And uh, you know what? I, my biggest fear was like after after like going through a couple of trades. It's like I haven't found a way to make it consistent and profitable at all. It's like I still had no idea what I was doing. But my biggest fear was losing a lot of money, which uh, gratefully I never have lost more than um, more than 30% of my account. Nice, nice. So what has been one of your best trades to this date? Uh, okay, so this is a huge thanks to uh, uh, Shake and um, I think Adam Rav, uh, the uh, the million dollar man who uh, was <laughs> on the previous episode. Yep, I yep. called out the ZM, or, or I'm sorry, ZS, uh, Zscaler which is a, uh, I think it's like a tech company. I don't know the exact uh, details. Let me just uh, take a quick look here. Yeah. But um, I bought it at around um, $56 a share back at the beginning of March. So March 1st, I remember that's exactly when I entered. I bought about um, nine shares. And I know it's like, I still have a fairly small account, but I mean, I'm, I'm still successful with it. And it's the, what matters is the percent, not the numbers. Right. Um, and uh, so I bought at $55 and I followed their trailing stop um, approach. So where, where you'd uh, increase or you'd uh, up the stop after every day uh -huh. to the low of the previous day. Okay. Or if you're trailing with uh, the eight um, simple moving average, you just uh, go along the line and stay right below. And so, so what I did was I followed their, their trailing method. I changed from like the prior low of day to the eight uh, simple moving average after I saw like three or four days of it continuously rising with um, increased volume, buyer volume. Okay. And so I actually held it for a solid three, four weeks into, um, uh, I think it was like the last week of March is when I finally sold it and got stopped out. And uh, I sold it at about uh, $72 at the very, very peak of uh, its um, uptrend. So after that day, it took a solid two months for it to finally get back to that $72 level. It was it was at 72 for I don't know how long. Well, after it hit 72, it immediately like a, did a pullback down to like the high 60s. Wow. And so I was watching the chart ever since then, but I never re-entered um, at that level. So I had to wait till the next setup. Right now, I mean, uh, recently it did have a good setup. So uh, for those of you that entered, uh, congratulations. But uh, I mean, that was my biggest winner because I, I held it for about a 25% or um, yeah, 25% gain. That, that was or a chop. Wow. So what about your worst? Your worst oh, okay. trade my, till this day? My worst trade. Uh, I, I don't like talking about it, but <laughs> for bad experiences, that is my go-to. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, is a penny stock from before I joined Trading Experts. It's called um, uh, Yeco Y E C O. It's no longer listed, so I mean, if you tried looking it up right now, yeah. it's not going to be there. But uh, November or yeah, November of last year. Uh, so the basic premise is that it was a um, a coal and uh, ore mining company in China, 
and they they switched their strategy because they had they they were in possession of a a, a sapphire like a million dollar uh, sapphire and uh, they decided oh we have this sapphire and now we want to um uh spread the wealth among the investors so that yeah. every investor can have a piece of that sapphire essentially and uh, so that that was their idea as a penny stock to uh, to uh, use that approach and uh, switch to you know what we're going to do um gems and minerals and then uh, we're going to create like uh museums of just art and uh, and like a uh, fine priced uh you know like extravagant stones <laughs> And, and I think they, they had like a huge piece of artwork, which they had like a huge offering for. And it like, uh, so, so when they first announced it, the, it was originally trading in the penny zone, right? Under a dollar. And then, um, so eventually it hit $2. And then when they finally came out with that news, it was a one day move. It went from $2 all the way up to $17 within hours. That's like, that's like, oh my God, that's never going to happen anywhere else. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Um, <laughs> unless like you see a bubble stock, like a, a weed stock, like yeah, a, yeah. when it first came out, you know, but, um, so what I did was I, I bought in at, um, $7. I held it all the way to, um, like $12. I was like, okay, great. I'm not going to sell it yet. Right. So, so I, I sold at like $12. I bought back in, which was my, my mistake. Cause I used up my day trade. So I didn't have a way out until the next day I bought in at 12 went up to 17 and then it came crashing right back down the next day to nine dollars and then at that point I really wanted to get out but I couldn't because I had used up my day trade um, <laughs> and so I just watched it in horror as it kept on tumbling down to like seven dollars before I finally got back out like below break even actually so I, I originally got in at nine dollars but uh, I lost a lot I lost uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you here uh, for the sake of discrepancy and learning. Um, don't do this, but I, I lost $2,500, which was a huge chunk of money for me. And uh, and uh, you know what? It's been a rough uphill battle ever since, but you know what? With <laughs> experts, it's like gradually climbing the hill back up. So I'm uh, never going to make that mistake again. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And that's something that trading experts, you know, are, are like on you about. So what have you learned besides trading, of course, from being in the trading as experts alpha chat room, like anything you can use in your everyday life? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, the alpha chat is comprised of, um, over 200 members right now, um, who have all gone through all the handbooks and uh, learned the process of how to successfully swing trade. And, um, it, and the the uniqueness about trading experts is that we're uh, a collection, uh, like a a collective whole of individuals who all follow the same, um, who all have similar goals and uh, strategies. But we we're all unique and different in our own ways, and that uh, we all have different, um, you know, different entrepreneurial um, mindsets, mm -hmm. and uh, some of us have different um, companies and right. uh, you know, trying to promote certain products and um you know it's it, it's just amazing to find out how how uh how diverse our our group is but you know what uh, the one thing that we have in common is that we all like to support each other and build each other up each and every day so no matter where you are whether you're starting out with one dollar or ten dollars or a hundred dollars it's like our, our goals are all the same it's consistent growth 
and um, always learning, always learning. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that to find a group of people. And, and what's funny is that and it, there's this saying that I saw somewhere that I mean, it kind of applies where like close friends and family don't really support you, but you find other people, strangers and like people across the world somehow who like are your biggest fans and support you and like want you to like continue to grow. Like you said, just wanting to that consistent growth. So it's amazing to constantly hear, you know, out of all the interviews that I've done in the you know last couple of days with members from trading experts, including Ben and Shake is it's great to hear uh, you know, and it's a testament to how supportive and how together everyone is without even being even in the same state. I, I'm assuming there are people from all over the world who are in that chat and are just continuing to support each other and wanting to everyone to grow together. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the most um, interesting things about trading experts uh, that makes it completely different from all the other uh, communities, uh, trading communities out there is that, um, you know, you have those, uh, top, uh, elite gurus, you know, like the leaders, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for, for trading experts would be Ben and Shake, right. um, who have reached that level of expertise and like where they amassed that amount of money, mm -hmm. um, in their accounts. It's like, Oh, I'm, I hit over a million in my account. It's like, so there's uh, different perspectives when you think about it, mm -hmm. but most people, uh, they either think about it positively or negatively, uh, and that's you know based on each person's uh, individual mindset. But uh, um, the thing about trading experts is that you actually um, we don't actually say, oh, we made a million dollars, you can do it too. Right. It's like we actually walk you through step by step of like our approach to do it, so you can replicate um, the same exact steps. And um, you know, we're, um, every single member of uh, Alpha Chat is completely open and honest and uh, always willing to help out no matter what. And I think that's the openness and uh, communication within the chat is like one of the number one things that I absolutely love about it. And like you mentioned, it's, you know, other other programs and communities out there say, oh, we made a, a million dollars, you can do it too. With trading experts, it's like, we made a million dollars, come make more millions with us. like. We'll do it together. Yep. So that's what I, I really love about them as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, it's it's no negative bashing either um, that that I've seen, uh, unless they do something ridiculous yeah. like uh, trading penny stocks, for example. Yeah. Ben is not <laughs> is 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 not keen on that. So let's let's exactly. shift topics a bit and let's talk sure. about some interesting interesting stuff that i'm sure you're excited about talking as much as i am so uh jumping right into it so when did you first get interested in running um oh boy uh, probably as a child you know i i uh first started out with uh soccer when i was five i've been playing like i played soccer every year since then up to like when i was uh in high school and then i like switched to marching band but uh, after that, I took up soccer again in college and actually became the president of my uh, soccer club at Fordham in New York City. And uh, nice. you know what? That that definitely helped out big time. You know, I, I always loved running as a kid, but I never took it seriously, like competitive really running or anything like even running a mile. I never did anything more than a mile unless right. I had to right. in a gym class. You know, but uh, I, I started taking up running again. Um about 
almost three years ago now. Uh, I think uh, late 2017. Yeah. So actually two years, but, um, yeah. So, so late 2017, one of my friends, uh, one of my fraternity brothers, he, uh, he got me into, uh, a, a local 5k. So he said, Hey, you know what? Uh, anybody who's around and should do a 5k with me. It's like, okay. It's like, uh, might as well do it. It sounds fun. You know what? How hard could it be? Right. right. And uh, it was in November. It was like freezing temperatures. It was like thirties, forties. It's like, I didn't even wear gloves. I made the mistake of not wearing gloves. I had my hands like it was nearly frostbitten. And I was like stopping every every couple minutes just to walk it out. Wow. And like, uh, I actually finished in like 37 minutes, which which for me was slow. But um, <laughs> I mean, for, for running your, your, your first, you know, competitive, uh, you know, running is pretty impressive to me. Yeah. It's uh, well, I mean, it's uh, everybody has their own pace, but the number one uh, goal, I guess, would be to cross the finish line, of course, and make sure you can actually uh, complete the whole thing, even if it's only 3.1 miles. It's uh, it's a testament to your fitness and uh, you know, to each person's uh, standards. Everybody has their own goals, so there is no uh, one right or wrong way to uh. No, there, there's no, nothing wrong with being slower than somebody else. So what has the sport of running done for your life in the past two or three years? Uh, oh, okay. So I've, I've definitely felt a, uh, a change, you know, um, metabolically uh, and physiologically. I, I feel better. Um, I, I'm actually shocked uh, that I'm able to run at the speeds that I am sometimes. Like, uh, like my last race was a five mile race, which you probably won't find anywhere else. There's only a few of those, but, uh, I did the first mile right out the gate. I, uh, tried to keep up with the elite running group, like the, you know, the first 10 or 12 people right, that are right. in the every race. Right. And I kept up with them for a solid mile or so. And then I dropped out gradually, but, uh, I, I did it in like six minutes 36 seconds for me that was nice. that was my fastest uh timed mile in a race and uh it was just amazing to see that i could actually do that um but but running you know it feels good and it makes you feel better and also the, i think most people don't think about this but it's a great way to de-stress like you completely forget about everything else that you're thinking about like you know how to if you have worries from your job or something going on with your life you completely forget about that and um you know just focus on enjoying the outside or like trying to focus on your footsteps and uh, just enjoying nature and whatever's out there i like running outside more than inside uh most of the time nice and you know to add on to that as well i mean i'm no runner myself and i you know, hate cardio if it's not, you know, playing sports like baseball, basketball, that stuff. But I, I've come to realize as well that whenever I go to the gym and I'm like sore the next day, you know, instead of going back to the gym, busting my behind, working out some more, I actually do some cardio and I try to run like a mile or two. And that like like you said, it takes the stress away. But whenever you're feeling sore, it sort of takes that soreness away because you know, you're running and your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can get uh, injuries from running too if you're not doing it correctly, uh, and also, you know, if you don't stretch before and after. Right. Um. Like for for example, my first and uh, only marathon so far mm -hmm. uh, was uh, Philadelphia um, last year. 
and I was on track for a four hour, um, marathon, but then, uh, I actually, or a nine minute mile pace and which was probably close to like a four and a half hour. But, uh, by mile 16, I, I, uh, I probably injured my, both my calves and like to the point where it hurt to take a step. Like, you know how, when you take one long stride, right, right. It, uh, it works the hamstrings and the calves and the IT band. Well, uh, both the calves, like they, they both, um, cramped at, to the point where I couldn't run anymore. So I, it hurt to like slow run at, and I had to like eventually slow down to a walk. And the worst thing was that miles 14 to 20 was all uphill. So I had to do like a whole six miles of, uh, walk runs. Wow. So, so as a, as a marathon runner now, what kind of training goes into preparing for a marathon? Oh, uh, okay. So I'm fortunate enough to have a, uh, marathon trainer, uh, locally who, uh, sold me my marathon shoes. I came across him through my running friend and, um, he, he's been coaching me like every week by week or every two weeks or so. And he gives me, um, the week by week workouts, which I should be doing, which, um, you know, different runs for every day throughout the week. There's a mix of, um, tempo runs and intervals and speed workouts that you should do. Also, you know, of course, one to two rest days a week, as well as one long run every week, which is to improve your endurance and uh, build up your red blood cells so that you can, uh, you know, produce more uh, have more oxygen flowing through your body and have more energy in your muscles. Nice. So you can, uh, so you can, uh, run longer and uh, speed comes after endurance. So, so that's why we focus more on, um, being able to put in those miles, even at a slower pace. And then the speed comes naturally. So, uh, what kind of mental preparation needs to occur to be qualified to run a marathon? Oh, I, I wouldn't say there's any, qualifications per se that I know of, but, uh, you definitely have to approach it differently. Like you, you can't just think of it as, Oh, I'm going to go out there and do 26.2 miles. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the way that he, he explained it to me is that I should be breaking it down into, um, sections. So, so 26.2 miles is about uh, slightly more than eight, five Ks and five Ks like 3.1 miles. Okay. So I should be focusing like chunking them so that um, the, the first couple 5Ks, I'll start at a much slower pace and then gradually increase my speed over time. That way, you know, I'll, I'll have more energy to have a faster finish right. in the second half. And uh, I'll, I'll feel better in the second half as well. And um, mentally, um, I think you have to approach it as, um, you know, First of all, you know, obviously you want the first time you go out and do it a uh, marathon, you definitely want to uh, have a goal of finishing no matter what the time is. Right. Then, uh, you can always work on time goals later, but uh, it's 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 a long time. It's a it's a big challenge uh, and it's a huge accomplishment if you're able to do that, especially in your life. You know, the number of um, people that have run a marathon has uh, is steadily decreasing and the same with running in general, which is unfortunate, but uh you know, there's still most of the local races that I do. It's like 100, 200 people, sometimes more than a, more than a couple of thousand, depending on the larger races. Right. But um, I, I think you definitely have to uh, take it piece by piece and gradually, you know, 
uh, work your way into it. You can't just, um, well, one thing you can't just go at it all at once and you can't also can't just do whatever you want. You actually have to stick to the plan. Right. It's like, just like with trading, you always have to stick to the plan. Right. <laughs> but, and, and well, with the uh, marathon training, if I was to, to switch from the plan that I'm currently on right now, it would do one of two things. It was either, um, it would either throw off my um, gradual progress, okay. or it would also, you know, it, it wouldn't do anything to help me get better with my time and my distance okay. as I get closer to the marathon. Because right. right now, I'm about, uh, just under 12 weeks away from race day. Nice. So, uh, does the runner's wall exist? If so, what is that? Okay, that's that's always been a talk of debate. It's it's different for each person. Most people say it's mile twenty two, which makes sense because um, I did some research into that recently, um, to like compare what my marathon uh, trainer uh, said versus you know what other people have said. And uh, so around mile twenty two, like if you're on track for like a nine to ten minute mile pace, uh, you'd end up. Well, at that point, you'd definitely be over two and a half hours into the race and at two and a half hours i've been told that that's the um that's the amount of time it takes before your body kind of reaches its limit unless you've like specifically been training for longer distances and like have been uh, working and improving your anaerobic exercises but uh most people you know at two and a half hours that's kind of when your body gives up on you that's why it's it's um best not to do longer runs above that point so if i were to do a two and a half hour run today that would be like pretty much simulating an exact marathon there's no extra benefits from running longer than that um that i know especially for for marathon training that is right and uh yeah i i think that's why it should be kept to um you know stick to um the gradual progress and uh, each week, you know, right now what I'm doing is uh, what the numbers that change is my long run. So right now I'm at um, 14 miles for for every Sunday is my long run. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that's that's about two hours or so, sometimes longer, two to two and a half hours. And then um, so next week I'm going to be doing 16 miles. The week after it's going to be 14. The week after that it's going to jump up to um 16 again and then i'm gonna do 20 from there and that's the highest amount that i'm gonna go um because beyond 20 you might as well just run the actual thing right, right. Uh, so and then after that once i do one week of 20 gradually taper down and uh, scale down so you can get um recovery in and prepare yourself for the marathon so after 20 it goes back down to 16 14 12 10 and then, so by race day uh, by race day, I should have like three or four, um, days of rest before I actually run out and do the thing, uh-huh. uh, do the race and, uh, be sure to hydrate a lot and, uh, eat well, sleep well, and, uh, make sure that I'm ready to go to, for the day off. So you kind of like answered it, but you know, closing this out for, for today, uh, any tips for anyone out there who is thinking about taking up running as a sport? Uh, yeah, well, let me just, uh, give you a quick preview of my uh, running wall. This is my personal wall. Nice. It's got about, uh, you know, all my running bibs here. 
And uh, I also have uh, about seven or eight medals so far. Half of them were participation medals, but uh, most recently, you know, this year, I've actually been, uh, I've actually, I think I've been putting a lot of improvement to the point where I'm able to uh, place second or third, and sometimes even first in my age group, uh, you know, 20 to 30 year olds, uh, males. So that's, uh, I, I find it uh, amazing that I'm able to do that. And uh, for, for newer runners, you know what, uh, I think it would be great to just start out simple, you know, go out there, have a jog, go out there for like 15, 30 minutes a day, just go out, enjoy nature, you know, run around in the park or around your house on the streets. And uh, oh, a tip for running on the streets too, uh, <laughs> never run in the direction, like um, always face go towards the car right, like, right, be, right. Be on the side so like, if you're running downhill you should always be on the left side because the cars are going to be coming towards you right right and that that way you know they don't want to always have to like go around and like that would that would probably cause accidents right, right. But, uh, yeah and always wear something bright especially if you're running at night i like running in the evenings um and uh occasionally in the afternoons on the weekends but for newer runners, it's just, you know, getting out there and just uh, doing your thing. For, for uh, more experienced runners, uh, I've been told to do um, 180 steps a minute is the ideal marathon pace, no matter what your speed is. Because if you can do that, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, continuously uh, for as long as you can, then, then you are bound to increase your speed over time. Nice. So... Nice. So what about for anyone who wants to start trading in the markets? Uh, for for trading in the markets? Any tips? Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely learn, check out uh, trading experts. We always have a ton of free content on uh, Instagram. There's like new lessons pretty much every day. And uh, the cool thing is that we break down each and every trade, each and every setup, teach you where, uh, where our entry is, where our exit is. And, uh, even bad trades, you know, we review bad trades as well. And also um, not just trades themselves, but also, you know, financial literacy and advice, you know, like uh, with uh, in terms of uh, investing in Roth IRAs, 401ks, uh, we have experienced financial professionals who do that for a living. So and uh, they were former um, Wall Street traders, too. So they do have the credentials to back themselves up. They're not just self-made millionaires right. like uh, some people claim to be. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right and uh, uh, that's it for today i mean i wish we could talk for more hours man andy thank you so much for joining uh for joining me today on paradiso so it was such a pleasure sitting down and being able to talk to you about trading of course and uh more impressively like i mentioned before about uh marathon running and running in general Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, I can't wait to see you again someday. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and sitting down and listening to Andy and I speak about trading on Trading Thursdays and about marathon running. Hopefully you guys like the information that he shared. Don't forget to check us out on uh, Instagram. That's Paradiso's podcast on Twitter, Paradiso's 101 and our website, www.paradisos.world. And until next time, God bless you all, my beautiful people.